you know, I think people, we like to, or we are thought to point, to point, to judge, to, you know, I feel a little bit like that. I don't know. I call it belly police. Welcome to Baladance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! Debuting in 2019, Jelena's video experience is a new program for intermediate to advanced dancers who are looking for a challenging training experience as well as opportunity to perform in a theatrical video production. Dancers can apply online and if they are chosen for one of the casts, they will receive four to six weeks of online training four days of rehearsals with Jelena and her team, as well as performance spot in video production The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Visit BaladanceEvolution.com for more details about this exciting program. Hello to everyone! Hello dancers and dance enthusiasts! <laughs> How are you doing? How was your week? I hope you're enjoying uh, the current lineup of our guests. I'm trying to bring uh, different people from different uh, countries, from different uh, areas of uh, ballet dance industry with different opinions or point of views on different dance subjects. So I hope you enjoyed the variety of uh, uh, topics, subjects, uh, discussions and uh guests that we are having these days and of course some more is coming too i don't know why but since i relocated to ukraine and travel now from here or participating in different events but people who know about relocation of continents uh they always come to me and ask oh but are you gonna are you gonna continue the podcast and i'm like of course that was the whole point to focus more on the uh, content creation including podcast of course more is coming and more exciting things are coming soon but one thing that is uh, coming up soon and it's a little bit personal for me uh, because actually uh, soon these days uh, this week is coming up my birthday <laughs> And uh, honestly, I've never really uh, put out before um, any announcement or anything like that on social media. It's like, oh, happy birthday to me. I, I typically uh, too shy to do that and uh, never really announced. But I kind of felt this year that... Uh, I may use it uh, as an excuse <laughs> to serve this uh, podcast a little bit because uh, this uh, this year I'm actually turning uh, 30 years old. Uh, to be honest, don't feel at all 30 years old. It's a crazy number that is like, what are you talking about? I'm working here at my home with two braids uh, feeling like a 16 years old. <laughs> teenager who is just started but anyway time is time but i thought how cool it would be if by the end of this month by the end of october we can reach 30 reviews on 
iTunes app uh, for Paladin's Life podcast. What do you think, guys? <laughs> I would really appreciate and I will use it as an excuse to ask you to support this uh, podcast and it can be one of the best uh, birthday wishes or birthday gifts <laughs> you may contribute with. So, what do you think? It's uh, It takes just a few minutes and it's super easy if you are listening on app or even if you are listening on the computer, you can go to iTunes to podcast uh, page app. You can uh, scroll down, find the place where you can write the review and uh, leave uh, feedback about this podcast. Uh, tell me what you liked, uh, what are you expecting from the future conversations, which takeaways uh, you got so far, what were your favorite moments or whatever you'd like to share about the podcast. You can also give us a stars rating and i'm looking forward to reading uh, reading your feedback and uh, hearing back from you the only trick to actually leave a review on itunes and this is really tricky i didn't know about this until recently the only trick you actually need to be a little bit creative and come up with a username uh when whichever you put in while uh, leaving review which is unique so nobody else ever used it on uh, for itunes reviews so go ahead and be super crazy creative or coming up with your nicknames or usernames uh, for reviews and i'm looking forward to reading uh, uh, your messages there and by the way even if you are listening to this podcast after october i of course will always appreciate uh, you leaving the review and uh, if you're also listening on a different app we are not limiting our listeners only to use iTunes app, of course. Whichever app you are listening to, just go and leave a review there. It will reach me, I will see it, and I will be super happy reading your messages. On another note, I'm also super happy about our today's uh, episode because I'm very delighted to host the absolutely amazing Mexican beauty from the United Arab Emirates, Tatiana Avila. After burning up Dubai's most prestigious nightclubs with her energy, charisma and super dance technique and her amazing dabke and kaliji and uh, a lot of other dance tricks, now she is uh, exploring other side of uh, uh, dance uh, field and she's focusing a lot also on teaching but to be honest I'm very happy about this conversation because it's one of those super honest uh, talks that we touched uh, topics that most people are not really comfortable to talk about and uh, uh, this conversation went from one uh, subject to completely different, so I had a little hard time to find description, pro proper description to present the interview, but uh, literally we covered some very uh, personal uh, way of interacting between uh, ballet dancers and insights of our dance community and the way how we approach our relationships with each other. Then we switched to actually talking about uh, dance uh, um, 
realities of dance industry and how sometimes disconnected are ballet dance schools and the world of ballet dance festivals and competitions from the realities of ballet dance entertainment industry in uh, the Middle Eastern countries. And uh, in this conversation, we specifically were talking about um, Arab Emirates and Lebanon and comparing what is the difference between uh, uh, cabaret dancing or cabaret folkloric dancing and actual folkloric dancing that we see at festivals or we are taught in at paladin schools and I am absolutely sure you'll have a lot of fun on uh, uh, both uh, polars of this uh, uh, conversation but uh, before we dive into the interview, I also want to bring your attention to one current ballet dance project that I know you will love to know about. You may have heard that the ballet dance bundle is running a 21 days of ballet dance challenge on Instagram, but do you know what they're celebrating? It's the launch of the 2019 ballet dance bundle. <laughs> Think of the ballet dance bundle as a potpourri of dance classes. It's a collection of classes from dancers on a wide variety of subjects. There are classes on technique, choreography, history, culture, plus there is even some music included. This bundle is curated to give you as much of a well-rounded practice as possible, bringing everything to the table so that you are supported no matter what you would like to work on next. There are items that will get you sweating on the dance floor and others you can just put on to listen to while you are cooking. So if you've been looking to get a little bit more practice into your days, you're gonna to want to check out the 2019 Ballet Dance Bundle. The sale runs this year from October 16th to 23rd and then this particular bundle of product is never available again. You can sign up for notifications on the sale at theballetdancebundle.com and feel free to wait out the next eight days until the sale starts by checking out and practicing in the hashtag 21 days of ballet dance challenge on Instagram. It's not too late to join the challenge. There are prizes for people who do seven of the drills or more. So head on over and check it out. Hello dear Tatiana. Uh, how are you? I'm so excited to chat with you today. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Um, super looking forward for <laughs> this. <laughs> Interview. Me, me too. I'm looking forward to it. But I would uh, love to start from from the very beginning of your journey, so that we can uh, have the full uh, Baladin story <laughs> uh, seen today. How did you get involved into ballet dance? Do you remember the first class or the first uh, thought that you decided? Oh, I want to go to the ballet dance class or you saw it somewhere how it all everything started <laughs> <laughs> well i remember i start because i started because of shakira i remember i saw her dancing and i really liked it and you know she she released this song called in spanish ojos así and the video was super amazing and she was doing like, you know, this uh, figure eight movements and nice hands, like it was looking very exotic. 
So I really liked it, and and I really li- loved her shape at that time. I really liked her body, and I said I I was overweight, uh, and I said like I I need to do something. I like dancing, so I think I'm gonna just get some belly dance classes or whatever. Because later, you know, I heard that Shakira is doing belly dancing, blah blah blah. You know, her roots are Arabic. So I start um, looking for classes at that time, but back back then the, it there were not much in Mexico. I remember it, it took like what well, it took like one year or two to find. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and um, I remember my brother uh, who is a computer engineer. He. He downloaded for me these videos of Lebanese dancers, and that was really cool because that was the first thing I saw. You know the Lebanese dancers, and I don't remember who they were. Well, if I remember, I'll tell you. But uh, the costumes were amazing, and they were dancing in high heels, and they had this beautiful uh, shape. And I thought, like, wow, this is cool. I want to do this. So. I started looking for classes, and I remember I was in, I was at law school that time. So I remember uh, one teacher put her flyers on camp on the campus, and I just cocked one of those, and with all my friends went to try the class, and because it was really close from campus, and. And then I went there and I was super disappointed, you know, because they let us, like, we did, I did not feel I learned anything in the first class or, like, it was challenging. We went there to do, like, weird stuff, you know, like, choosing, like, the teacher, like, this is Temple and this is uh, Cleopatra and some weird things, like, as one hand. And I was like, this doesn't look like Shakira. So... I remember I I was looking for it and still looking for it, and I started studying in in one place uh, nearby my house. I was uh, in Hawaiian dance classes, you know, Tahitian and mm-hmm. Hawaiian. And passing by, I saw they have um, in Mexico we call it uh, Arabic dance. So I saw they have Arabic dance classes and. That time, I remember it was Amar Lamar who was giving the classes there, but her groups were super full, and I couldn't get a place to study with her. So I just continued in the Tahitian classes and in the ugly classes nearby the campus. And I remember, like after six or seven months, I think Amar came to Middle East to work was to India, I'm not sure. And she left one of her students giving the, the classes there. So I remember that uh, uh, this was like, I consider her my first teacher, you know, because she was giving us a lot of the things that Amar taught her, you know. And at that time, mm-hmm. Amar was a dancer in the only place like professionalized place in Mexico, which was always importing the band from Middle East. Like they were always bringing musicians from Lebanon, which 
was awesome. So, but I didn't know that until later. So, um, I started with her and I think her name is Euridice and I think she is the one that gave me the passion. I remember her, I used to see her movement and I was thinking like, wow, this is the thing, you know, and my first class was super challenging. I couldn't do any of the movements, you know, and I felt kind of frustrated, but also happy, like, wow, this is what I want to do. And um, I think I started there. And then, you know, I, 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 I like to study a lot when I like something. I dig and dig and dig and dig and dig deep into it. So I started looking for, for other teachers and like that. It took me a long time to find them. And by coincidence, because I kept the other classes nearby the campus, one of the uh, dancers that used to dance in Adonis, which is like the place that I'm talking to you in Mexico, the mm-hmm. professional place. The restaurant. Um, the restaurant, yeah. And and I think Amar was dancing there. And when I was in one of the classes nearby the campus school, this uh, lady that used to work in Adonis, this dancer also, her name is Leila, she came to, I don't know for what reason, to the school nearby the campus and she saw me dancing and she invited me to work with her. So I went to study and work with her and she was also Amar, Amar's teacher. Mm. And she, she brought Amar to the place, to Adonis. She was working there when Amar took classes with her and then she put Amar and Adonis, like she was the link between Adonis and, you know, she has Lebanese uh, origins. So she was always like dancing with the Lebanese community, which is the biggest in Mexico. So uh, she saw me and she invited me to work and take classes with her. So I went with her too. And, and then she, like, I was like, I think four or five months receiving classes with Eurydice, my first teacher, and she got me my first dancer job. And I was also studying at law school in the university. So, um, I remember I was working and I, I liked the way I started because I started with the Arabic people from the very beginning, you know? So I used to tell my teacher, like, can I use your choreography for the show? And she used to tell me, yeah, no problem. And I will go and use them, you know. But sometimes they will tell me, like, you need to dance to this music. And I have no idea what to do. (laughs) So (laughs) they used to tell me, this music, you have to dance with the asaya. And this music, you need to dance with the bell. And they used to tell me, like, no, no, no. You need to be like Nadia Jamal. Uh, she's amazing and she's the Lebanese, best Lebanese dancer. And they used to show me videos of Nadia Jamal. And, um, so anyway, that was my first, my first work in, in a restaurant and I kept it for some time. And then, you know, they start recommending you from one to another. So mm. I started working, 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 working. And I used to go a lot to Adonis to see and learn. And when I was uh, 
the Adornis used to bring foreigner dancers that time. Like they don't have a lot of Mexican dancers there. They prefer the foreigners because like, I don't know why <laughs> exactly, but uh, they used to bring foreigners always. So by the time I was, I was like studying, having some work with Lila, she gave me a lot of work with Arabic people and she, she taught me a lot. And uh, I remember uh, this Brazilian teacher, Najwa, she came to, to Mexico to dance. They, 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 Adonis hired her to, to, to dance there. And I, I went and I saw her and I said, wow, you know, and I asked her for classes. So she opened, I managed to get five girls with me from the university because at that time I used to give classes in the university to release my social service. Um, so I was like working for the university. At that time I changed, I changed to a private university in Mexico and, uh, I was working there giving classes. So I brought my own students to bring, to take classes because I really wanted to learn. And I knew she was, she had work here in Middle East. So I really, really want her to learn, want, want to learn from her. So with the time, you know, she, she was, um, open, like she make a, I don't know, society with someone else. And she opened like her own school and she did a cool thing. She started bringing, uh, the Darbuka player of the restaurant to her classes. Oh, mm -hmm. and I start, um, and they start having like he was having him playing in the classes, and I was, uh, and he was giving Darbuka classes like rhythm class and music class. So I was taking that class. So he saw me dancing, and the singer of the restaurant was leaving, and he he told my teacher like, you know, I like her. Let's let's bring her to do to do um, casting in the restaurant. Because I remember uh, every, girls from everywhere, from the US, from Brazil, from Argentina, will go to that place and, and make an audition, make a casting to, to dance in that place. Mm. Because th that place was used to be amazing because it's exactly like here in Middle East. They will give you like they will give you everything. They will give you a place to live, the food, your salary, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I, so they told me, he told me to, to, to do the casting. So I remember I went and I did the casting and there was, I didn't know that there were other three dancers there. There was one from Brazil and one from Argentina. And I remember uh, the owner saw me and, and he told the, the musician, like, you know, I like her, but she needs some work. And the, the Tarbuka player said, don't worry, I'll teach her. She will be ready in one month. So he gave me the opportunity, the owner, he said, okay, I'll, I'll get her. So he got me and he invited me in the night to see the other the other auditions. Even though he cho already chose me, he did not say for the girls like, thank you, I have someone. He let them dance, maybe to see if there was something better, you know. And um, 
he let them dance and 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 then he made comments to me like no you see this this costume i like or this thing she did now don't do that you understand so i started there and i supposed to stay one month and i stay eight years <laughs> so oh. <laughs> yeah and and long long um uh, this is like a short story or long story short uh uh, for me, when I came to Middle East, it was way easier because I stayed eight years there and I really know a lot of things. And it, it was like still dancing in Mexico, you understand? Mm. The show was exactly the same, one hour, even sometimes even more. So I remember when I started, you know, sometimes they will make me dance like for three hours. And I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah you know I, I sweat I, I remember I used to sweat and stop sweating and then sweat again it was crazy and I lost a lot of weight and I don't know so that's, the, that's how I began um, so I think I was lucky because I began even though they were Lebanese because to be honest I, I did not approach the Egyptian thing but I would say in the middle of my career I was always with Lebanese, 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 you know, and they have a certain um, program, let's say, if, if if I can say like that, which is different from the Egyptian. So, yeah. Yeah. That's also that, that's the way I started. It's also a great story to hear how you found, like, supportive community who uh, pushed you forward and gave opportunities and supported and, and taught. But it's also funny how the Baladins world is small because you kept uh, mentioning again and again Amar, Amar Lamar, who was actually yeah. featured before on our podcast too, but I didn't know about this connection. So did you end up actually meeting uh, with her and studying at some point or it was always either her students or her teachers and she was just the connecting point in between or did you actually no. meet with her at some point <laughs> i actually you know you know i'll tell you because i i and it's funny how things happen you know i'll tell you something very honest I don't know if you want to cut this later, but <laughs> I people used to talk very bad about her, and I was like, uh, it gives you curiosity, you know. When I saw her dancing, I say, I know why everybody hates her. She's amazing, you know. And and to be honest, I felt like, well, people are really jealous because you know and I even compare her with other styles because by the time I was studying I was I was working because I start studying and working and and for me studying has to be for something I can use in the show you understand I mm -hmm. didn't start like school type and then you go to the professional life and usually what what girls find is that it's completely different from what they teach you in the school yeah so for me, it was like, I, I need to learn this for the show. I need to, I need to learn that for the show. But that time there were no social media, nothing. So YouTube was not even like settled, you know, I think it was even started yet. 
um, you can find, I used to find this Music Exit, Music Exit. This was the website where my brother found a lot of Lebanese dancers, you know. And when I started in Adoni, the owner, first, when I started before in the, in, in the first place, which I don't remember, I just remember the name of my, of the owner, which was as a friend. And he gave me a video of Nadia Jama. And it had nothing to do with the things that the, the people were, with the things that people were teaching. You understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. A little bit with Amar student, but, but by the time I get with Amar student, she was already studying with another teacher and another two teachers. She was studying with Nura, which is now in Lebanon, like, I don't know, maybe six years ago. And, and I remember with another Mexican teacher and she used to give us her choreography. So, um, it, it, I didn't, could not use that for the show. I don't know if I, if that makes sense. So I got some parts from Amar, Amar but also other things. So it was never like pure Amar, you understand? And I, I, when Amar used to give workshops after I saw her dancing, you know, because really some, some people kept, kept, kept me far from, from hurting the beginning because they used to tell me bad things of her when I saw her dancing. I said like, you know what? You are just jealous. So bye. I'm going to go with her. So when she was doing workshops, I was there. And even not only me, for example, that time I tell you were the Argentinians, the ones that were like very strong in Mexico. But I could never do that because when I start studying with them in the restaurant, they, they start telling me, what are you doing? This is not the way you're supposed to dance. Don't dance like this, you understand? You used to dance better before and like that. So... He, they gave me, I, I, I think I, I, I went to uh, the place, but I was saying when I entered Adoni, they gave me a bunch of videos and they told me like, these are the Lebanese dancers and this is the way you have to dance. And there were a lot of them and they same videos they gave to Amar. Hmm. The same one, because when I went to her first show, I saw a lot of things of the videos. So I knew that they gave it them to her and I knew they gave them to the dancers that they consider they have like future and they want to train them. My, the good thing for me was that uh, the musician helped me and that's a lot of help. For me, musicians are some are the best teachers. So I was taught by musician, by a musician, which is awesome. And you get to understand a lot of things. And, and of course, because I, I told you, I like to go very deep. So I was a lot of asking female like that. And, and I'm always studying until today I'm studying. So yeah, I get to meet her. Uh, eventually I just started having some classes with her and I tried to have some private classes with her when he was in Mexico. And like, it was not always possible because, you know, she's very busy here. I understood when I came here to work and you work every day, seven days a week mm-hmm. and you don't have really time, but to train, work and do something to make you happy. And, and when she was going there, she was really going to rest. And sometimes people were thinking like, wow, she it's not nice. You know, she said no and like that. 
And I used to think like, oh, I feel sad because she, she said no. But when I came, I said, oh, my God, she said no because she really goes there to see her family and get pregnant. Mm. You know? That's, so, yeah. That's uh, so true. And uh, they, we sometimes treat like uh, people's behavior just we see like sup- like how it looks from a side and we just do some assumptions because it's the same situation I never understood first not that I never understood but it was always like whenever teachers goes to festivals and then after party and they skip or between like some events they just prefer to be in their rooms and we like sometimes we hear those gossips oh this teacher is like too I don't know too too self-confident or too um whatever like bad things <laughs> people sometimes yeah. tell us just in reality people are so tired in this case of festivals they're just so tired of physical work of jet lag of getting ready to perform on giving all energy during workshop and getting ready to performance they want that extra hour just to be on their own it's the same that you yeah. are describing now like working because i remember during the interview, Lamar, uh, Amar also was telling that craziness that working without weekend or the full year basically and just having like Ramadan one month uh, or like uh, twice per year at most that you can take a break and just rest. And you really probably want to rest during that time and not think about dancing so you can come back to your work recharged and with full energy. So yeah, it's funny, but it's funny how, how, we sometimes twist, uh, and by we, I'm just saying, like, as a human nature, we tend to do it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, um, but I, yeah, because, you know, we don't know what they go through and they are not, they are not like a force to give us explanations. Yeah. I mean, people, we would like them to say, why not? But, um, they are not forced, you know, and it's the right not to give explanation. They can't say no, I can't, and that's fine. And sometimes we need to accept that. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for for bringing it uh, up, honestly, uh, because it's a great reminder for for everyone not to do any assumptions or conclusions based. Uh, uh, first on what visual you see and you just uh, uh, fantasize the, re- the rest, uh, come up with the rest of explanations on your own, which typically is not really how it is in reality, as well as not to do any conclusions based on someone else's uh, words, uh, because uh, uh, they may be just some gossips or someone's heard from someone and who knows where is the truth. So thank you for bringing it up. And uh, well, I'm sure if, if Amar will be listening to this, episode she wouldn't mind uh, bringing her up um, because it's truly it's a great reminder for all ballet dancers especially it's interesting how back in years now it's happening too but I kind of feel it's happening a little bit less but back like even 10 uh, 15 years ago a lot of ballet dance schools where they were basically Ah, how to explain it? Uh, more like a worship temples for one main teacher and like, oh my god, God forbid you to go to take a workshop with someone else. There was much yeah. more negativity in terms like, oh, don't, don't go and study with someone else. Uh, and of course it was not a very healthy, healthy environment. Yeah, and I think, but I think it, it's still like that. 
you know, I think people, we like to, or we are thought to point, to point, to judge, to, you know, I feel a little bit like that. Like, I, I don't know. I call it belly police. <laughs> they are just watching what someone do to point it and say and give their opinion and like that. And well, I might be like that at some point when I was young too, because this is the way I was taught. And and you describe it good. It's like a temple where I am the teacher and you are not allowed to like anybody else, you know? So, yeah, but I think it still happens in another level, maybe not just schools, because uh, like uh, the media open a lot of uh, of things, good things and bad things, too. So I think uh, we I don't think because we are human beings, we will really get rid of that mm. part. Well, hopefully we'll see, and at least uh, hopefully we'll start thinking about that more consciously. That's already one step towards uh, towards the solution. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, uh, but uh, hopefully we'll see less and less of this negativity in the community and uh, having more supportive uh, uh, members. Like another example that you gave from your teachers who put you uh, in to work in the restaurants and the musicians who supported and give you the opportunity, and that's uh, that's very that's also important not to forget that we have also very good and supportive people <laughs> in the community too <laughs> um yeah well yeah sure but uh going back to to your story and something that you mentioned already uh that in your uh performing practice and in your training practice you saw that gap that uh a lot of people um are struggling whenever they try to enter professional uh, dance environment they they are challenged because their training is not necessarily reflects what is happening uh in the actual field in the working entertainment field of ballet dance but i kind of want to twist this subject in a um a little bit more specific way because uh, yeah. one of the styles that you are known for and which is your specialty is uh, Dabke Cabaret style and yeah. for me this is a very interesting topic because um, I know a little bit about it but I am more familiar with in the in the terms of Cabaret Dabke I'm more familiar with Dabke that we see at ballet dance festivals competitions so can you tell a little bit uh, about what is the difference between the dabke that we see at ballet dance events uh, and festivals and competitions and uh, the dabke that is typically performed as a part of ballet dance show in Arabic countries? Well, I think it's not just... I'm going to point this, but not just for the dabke. I'm going to touch this point, but um, for all folklore in a cabaret dance show. Um, you know, um, when you have, um, in the cabaret show, uh, which is what I'm going to talk about, because I have like two visions of, of the, 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 the Arabic dance, oriental or folklore. I think we are, I think we have two like worlds. 
we have the academic world, I'll call it like that. And and we have like the profession, the entertainment world, which is the cover where the cabaret, the restaurant, safaris, uh, all of different types of entertainment. Uh, the dancers uh, we work, okay. Um, and the academic side is, you know, all the festivals, the schools, um, teaching, studying, you know, which they they don't go hand by hand all the time. And I actually think there's a little bit of confusion here. Why? Because, you know, uh, when, you, when you perform in cabaret, everything you do has to be a little bit like spiced up. If you allow me, I'll say sexy, like, you know, it, it has to be, when musicians used to train me, they used to tell me, you know, the belly dancer is fire. Um, and I trained with, 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 with many musicians, but the, the main one was Fadi in Mexico. He's Lebanese Fadi, Fadi Fadi. And, and he used to tell me like, you know, the, the Lebanese, the, uh, the belly dancer is fire. And I, and I think Basima in Lebanon, I trained with her and she told me the same thing, you know, and every one of them has their view of things, you know, and it's completely acceptable. But it's true that, that, that the cabaret dancers has, have this like spice on them, you understand, which makes them different. For example, the, which, with the folklore dancers, because what I always say, the, the audience that you entertain in cabaret is different from what a, a folklore troupe does and the audience they entertain. You understand? Yes, sometimes you will find folklore troops in cabaret, but it will depend also from which type of cabaret you are talking, you know? Because also cabaret, I am generalizing. You can find places that will have children. Cabarets, there are prostitutes. So the people, the, 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 this is the audience you have. And there are some respectful people that goes with their wives too and blah, 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 you know, but, but, and that's why it's not something that people are happy about. Or this is why the dancer is not, uh, completely respected, you understand? So when you are in cabaret, the approach of the people is completely different from when you are dancing for core. So I think the confusion is that sometimes, you know, cabaret dancer for me, and what cabaret dancers do, the, the, the show of the dancer is usually like between 40 and 60% of folklore. In Dubai, for example, you yes or yes will dance Haliji in one show. Haliji, Iraqi, Dabke, Chabi, you know, maybe Baladi, maybe, you know. And this is, this is folklore. And this is like 20 minutes of your 45 minute show. At least because they will play an entrance for you and they will play a tarab song for you and a tabla solo, which I consider like this oriental. And, but you will have also folklore from different countries, you know? Mm -hmm. And for example, um, in the Dabke, in Lebanon, for example, the Dabke, it's used to go and collect the tips. So they will tell you in Lebanon, 
in some restaurants. Don't dance that way because you will sweat and you cannot approach the people all sweaty because they want to put the tip. But in Dubai, you are 45 minutes on the stage without going with the people. Okay? So you need to entertain. And it, it wasn't me that started with this. I just put a little bit more things and I went with, like I studied that case and I put in order more things, you know, I know how to use that case with, with music, blah, blah. But before me, there were others here, Brazilians and Mexicans and I don't know, Argentinians that were putting some Dabke steps into the choreography. And Lebanese to Basima used Dabke steps in, in her in her dance. Okay? So um so when you have the the, the cabaret dance you need to uh, the cabaret will allow you to put some fusion to innovate. You understand? Mm-hmm. And 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 for example, in Dubai, it, even they pressured you to do that. So, for example, I start doing the dafke with the visual boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, he, and now here in Dubai, the managers, the people of the places, ask for it. So it became part of the show. Yeah, I was actually just about to mention because we see so many videos of dancers in uh, in Dubai in Arab Emirates. Like she's wearing a ballet dance costume, she's doing dabke steps on high heels and using poi at the same time. So I was also like approaching this question: like, can we yeah. even like? Is it folklore? Is it show? It it's sort of so mixed, but it's per- performed for Arabic audience. So. We can't even say here, oh, they prefer Arabic audience or prefer only traditional show, because obviously, not really. <laughs> not really, they don't. Um, I think the, the, what I always tell my students is that you need to keep some of the original so that people get recognized on it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, if people can recognize, like, well, this, this that she's doing is that case, this that she's doing it, you understand? Why? Because, for example, here in Dubai with the Khaliji, what happens is that you really need to do a little bit above the the normal thing because my experience was that I used to do a lot of things with my hair, blah, 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 and then one one girl was dancing, you know, uh, one girl from here was dancing in Mexico, and and the guy, one of, uh, sorry, a Lebanese guy client that was a frequent client of the restaurant, he called me, he told me, come, this is how you dance, Khaliji. I mean, what you do is very nice. Nobody would discuss that. But this is how you dance, Khaliji. So copy hair. So I start, I slow down completely, you know? Oh. And when I came to, to, when I came to Middle East, I found out that everybody, like normal, uh, like normal ladies and and and, and prostitutes, are very good, alleged and and all these styles, you know. And I was dancing normal, you know, and nobody will see me because the girls would be dancing, you know. For example, in Tunis, they used to dance amazing. The girls that were in the audience, and they were 
used to stand and dance here in my show because in some countries the, the dancing is like nothing. So I was saying they were taking all the attention from me and I said, I know I have to do something because in this part it's like if I'm not there and people will be looking at the girls, you know, because if I want to see social dancing or traditional, I'll just turn my head and see the local girls, you know. Well, here in Dubai, the local girls is very difficult. This isn't dancing, but in Tunis, the Tunisian girls they know how to dance very well, and the Moroccan girls and 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 I was losing, and I was like missing the attention of the people. So and the same thing in Oman. So what I I started like proving, you know, what can I put? What can I do? What can I do? And I start putting again the, the 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 fast hair, some acrobatic and like that. And and then I was getting their attention. And no one did a bad comment to me, you understand? And everybody was watching my show and I get very good uh, reviews of my show or whatever you want to call it. And and the same thing with also clothes, you know? And so actually, yeah, uh, cover style, Will, will allow a lot of fusion without you lose completely the 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 soul of the of the thing you are dancing. You understand? I mean, there has to be uh, something that people recognize. Uh, oh, this is okay. This is Khaliji. This is Lebanese. You understand? This is Egyptian. This is so. That that's that's my role. And I was respecting some stuff. I mean, yeah, they dance that kid with the high heels, but because here they ask you to do high heels, you know? And because here they ask you the costumes to be in certain way. And you, 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 because you are 40 minutes on the stage, you really need to be creative about what you are going to do in order not to lose the attention of the people. Because what you cannot do is go out and change your costume, for example. So you have 45 minutes of yourself on the stage. Show us what, what you are going to do. So the Y for me is one of the most difficult places also because you go through all the styles. And, um, and the difference will be that, that it allows more innovation, but you really need, you, you still need to keep some, some, I mean, the basics, the basics of the, of each style. I don't know if, if you understand. In school, what they have, as I said, is, um, in the academic, what they have is confusion between what, what can I do on stage and what, what I cannot. Uh, so what I, I think it will be a little bit more open if you leave it. Um, and when I went, um, uh, if, if you leave it like when I went in Egypt, I asked Randa, like when I'm dancing by myself, can I, I mean, I feel I'm, when I'm dancing by myself on a theater, I feel more like dancing like if I am in the cabaret because if I try to do something else, people get bored because I have seen. It's not the same thing if you dance a folkloric choreography by yourself that if you dance a folkloric choreography mm -hmm. with 30 people. So the folkloric choreography, the the interpretation is completely different. It's you have to interpret 
benefit another person. It's more about the land. You are happy. You are all dressed. Mm -hmm. You understand? And it's nice to see folklore with five girls doing the same movements at the same time with nice uh, choreographic uh, formations. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, how yeah. to translate it. My Formation. English is not amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but, but if you put one girl to do that choreography, it might be not the same strength. So I think it's 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 easier when when you dance folklore by yourself in a theater. I, that's why I always put in my videos. I'm doing cabaret style because if not, I got some comments on my videos in the beginning when I used to put my videos Dabke with poison. They would say like, "This is not Dabke." I say, "Look, if you want to see folklore Dabke, go to YouTube and open Caracalla or this." Here I am. I am entertaining. This is cabaret style. Thank you. So nobody could really say anything because I'm working in an Arab country. What are you going to tell me that I'm wrong? We're not, when we are wrong, they are the first ones to tell you, don't use this, don't do that. And, and they, they are like straightforward. I don't like this mm. costume. I don't like this thing. Don't use this music, you understand? Everywhere. That's so true. That's so true. So it's such a good point that if something is wrong, you will be the first one to change because uh, uh, the managers of restaurants will be the first one to point it out. But it's also very interesting how the place uh, dictates the rules of the show and what we can do and what we cannot do and how different. Like I kind of feel it's such a huge gap between... Uh, um performing in uh, arabic countries actually for arabic audience and performing in ballad dance festivals i was just thinking like oh if someone will decide to show up at a ballad dance competition wearing high heels doing dubkin ballad dance costume and using poi i can only imagine what kind of reaction <laughs> will be in the audience at that moment it's just so such a different <laughs> approaches and and places <laughs> If I am in the in the in the jury, I'll say, okay, she's doing this and that. But the problem is, and that's why I always say, if you want to do competition, you have to. It's like the show. It's like it's not the same as show in Dubai, not even in Dubai in a certain place that in a safari, for example. It's not the same show in a safari than in a restaurant here in Dubai. They ask you for a completely different thing. In the restaurant, they will ask you, you can do as much as you want, you know, uh, to entertain people. You can go to the floor. You can do a lot of things that in a safari, most probably they will tell you, don't do this, don't do that. Don't use this person. Don't use that. Tomorrow you have to bring these things. Tomorrow you have to, um, I don't know. Uh, do that thing, you understand? Tomorrow you bring the wings with legs. And we want everyday wings with legs. In the cabaret, nobody will tell you mm -hmm. this. You understand? As long as you dance good, they will tell you, like, today your show wasn't good, what's going on with you, blah, blah, blah. Or they are straightforward, I told you. They don't like you. Two, three days and you, they cut your contract and mm. yalla bye. And bring me another one. Right. You know? So, uh, I always say, I wouldn't go, for example, uh, with all my respect to a competition where the dance is very stylized because I will lose. 
because I don't dance for them, because I don't have that technique. And I'm not saying what they do is wrong. It's fine, you know? It's fine, because uh, the nice thing about the, the, the dance is that you can have any technique as long as you know the basic, you know? The technique will just give you more combinations, mm-hmm. let's say, like that, you know? And if I go to, because I did competition, actually the only competitions I did were with Egyptians. And I went to dance barefoot and I studied with them before I go to the competitions, you know? So, so that I know what they are going to, 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 to count or to, to, I don't know, to judge, exactly, to judge. To look for, so, yeah. Exactly, to look for. So if I am going to a competition with the Egyptian jury and I go to the Zabke with the boys, probably they will say, okay, we don't, okay, what's this? You know? <laughs> Maybe in the fusion so, category. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it, it will depend on, on, on the jury always. For me, competitions are just to tell you in that moment, in that technique, in that thing, it's like uh, an exam. It's like, yeah, an exam and for, for you to know where you are. You understand? Mm-hmm. And what you have to work. For me, competitions are, does not define anything because you can be very good dancing two, three minutes, a choreography or even with a band, but you can not make a good show. It's 45 minutes in Dubai or in Lebanon or in mm-hmm. Egypt. So for me, because I start with this, because I start dancing and at the same time studying and at the same time teaching, I know that sometimes uh, that you win a competition does not say anything, that you are good at anything, but uh, just you want that competition and, and you are walking in the right path. For me, is that and and in this in an an specifically style or yeah, non specifically style. And you also uh, just yeah. briefly mentioned uh, that uh, along with performing, you actually are teaching classes uh, now uh, in Dubai, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm tra- I'm training some dancers. So is it for dancers or for local for local people? Is it general classes for local people like audience or is it specifically for dancers? Well, I offer in the beginning I started um, well I train dancers like um like I give particular trainings for depending what they want for show here or there and I tell them how to use this or that in on a specifically stage like Mostly the cabaret, the restaurant. And I also train people that uh, they are just dancing because they are having fun. It, it, they are, they, they are, some of them are local. The nice thing of Dubai is that there's people from everywhere in the world. So we are super mixed in my groups or my mm. students. Yeah. And I, and I started like, um, the, this, uh, project which is called Why Belly Dance and Fit and I did it because I I cannot open operate with my with myself 
uh, image anymore because I'm married to an Arab. So it's kind of to continue dancing because I love dancing and he did not tell me like stop everything. He told me, no, you can give classes and dancing these festivals you like and blah, blah, blah. And, and, um, and that's it. Like, um, I created this to keep, uh, promoting my work because I really like teaching also and to make, um, some nice things here in Dubai. Uh, I'm partnering now with some of the teachers here and we have very nice projects coming. So it's going well. I love this stage of my life and of my career. Mm, excited to see your upcoming projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already here and it's working. Of course, that's everything. I had to start uh, from zero. It's very interesting because it's super different from everything we know in the Occidental world. <laughs> here you have the Arabic ladies and it's, they are different customers. You want to be like, if you want to call it like that. Um, because, uh, they, for start, they are all professional dancers. So you can imagine how fun it is. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and it's hard for, for, for a foreigner to, well, for me at least, because I like to do things very well. I don't know. It's just my personality. I like to go deep and I like to, you know, I have this idea. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it good. So it's not just for dance here and there. I like to think, I like to plan, I like to set up things, I like to do nice costumes. And here in Dubai, it's just like people, it's like Hale Wale. I don't know if you understand the expression Hale Wale. <laughs> like, whatever. Oh, so, but I'm happy because I'm learning a lot of things and that's amazing for me. Mm. Well, I uh, wish you good luck with this new uh, endeavors <laughs> and uh, looking forward to see uh, in the full blossom all this new project and a new new Thank stage you. of your career. Um, but before, before we sum up uh, our today's interview, can you please tell our audience uh, where, what is the best way to follow your activities? Like which social media is your favorite maybe? And uh, if you have any upcoming events or workshops or trips where people can maybe catch you in person and take some classes with you? Well, um, my, I am mostly using Instagram because I have a young baby boy and I don't have much time. So I'm, I'm mainly using Instagram and Facebook for my activity. Um, um, my Instagram, I am like Dubai Daily Dance and Fit. And on Facebook, I am as Layali Alara because um, I could not change to Dubai Daily Dance and Fit yet. It asked me to be moved as a company and I really don't want to do that because that's will mean lose a lot of things on my Facebook. So mm. you can find me like that. Right now, I was forced to cancel all my festivals. I had some festivals this year and everything for the next year due to a personal family problem here in Dubai. And I have a travel ban. 
so I cannot travel, and that's why I had to cancel everything since 2018. I cancel everything, and it's it's going very well, but it's still there. And until it's not released, I really don't want to take any chances. But if you guys pass by Dubai, you can find me here. I'll tell you everything I know, <laughs> and um, and that's it. I. I'm happy to help and teach anybody who wants to learn mm. here in Dubai. And in Dubai, I have I have my classes, which are like small workshops, and um, and some upcoming events. But I still don't set them up, so I cannot really tell. But if if you want to know, just keep uh, checking my Instagram account, and I'll upload there for my page. Hmm. I will definitely also add direct links to the show notes. So for everyone who is uh, listening, uh, you can, as usual, just go to show notes and find direct uh, links uh, uh, to all social media accounts and follow upcoming news uh, there. And uh, in any case, I hope everything will be solved uh, soon. And uh, uh, lucky students who will travel to Dubai, but hopefully you will also uh, be able to attend more of the dance uh, festivals and events outside of Dubai and that more people can catch your workshops and classes all around the world. So hopefully everything will be solved and fixed soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm optimistic with that. I'm happy and I'm happy that I'm okay and um, it might sound like a bad problem, but I think it's just a matter of time. And as long as we are good here and we're healthy, I'm happy. So it will go eventually and I could go back to, but that's why I'm working hard here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. Also, your approach is just as a new chapter and a positively and optimistic note. And I'm sure that uh, everything will be solved. And uh, it just gives, probably universe gives us opportunity to focus on something uh, else that we might have skipped uh, otherwise. Uh, who knows? But better mm -hmm. always to keep it positive. Yeah. Um, Tatiana, uh, thank you so much for, for your time and for a very honest uh, uh, conversation today. Uh, I feel we got deep on many different topics and uh, probably brought up some uh, themes and uh, questions that a lot of dancers uh, uh, can relate to or may uh, think now twice <laughs> twice more about certain uh, assumptions or things or actions uh, before taking them. So thank you so much for being honest and uh, volunteering your time to, to talk uh, with us today and to share your dance experience and journey on the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks to you. And it's always nice to share um, and hope that this can help other dancers that are starting, you know, it's always good. Yeah, so thank you very sure. much for your time and for considering me. It's an honor and I hope that uh, we can meet in the future. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure and looking forward to it, to it too. And uh, thank you. Pleasure was mine. And I always sum up every episode. Uh, we have our signature final question of, of the podcast. And mm. the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again? So you keep doing it for so many years. 
Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I love dancing, and for me, you know, because in other dancers, my body wasn't like fitting, and belly dance, and it, for belly dance, it's just perfect. And and for me, like moving is a need, dancing is a need. I have to be dancing. And I think it's because life took me to belly dance. Like it was like destiny, you know. And even sometimes I get disappointed, you know, from a lot of things like uh, from people or from circumstances or whatever. I always go back because I think through the time is the dance that I dedicated most time to. And I know how to to do it better than other dances that I'm still, I'm studying other dances too, but I always go back to belly dance because I think it's the best that I know to do, how to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps me in love. I, I, I invest so much time on it that even if I want to leave it, I keep going back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that, luckily that's, for that's us. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I always keep going back to it, even if sometimes I say, I'm done with it. I think all of us at some point we say, I'm done with it. When we have bad experiences, you know, because mm. I don't know you, but at some point I think it, 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 it it's your life. Like it was my life for, for maybe 10 years. I was living, breathing, everything had to do. I left my brother's wedding to go to my show. <laughs> he was so pissed with me. It was my life for a long time until I settled here in Dubai and I got married. So, and still it's part of my life. Not like before, but you know, that's why I think I cannot leave it. It's like my forever husband. Well, I'm sure dance will still be in your life. It's just a new sides and new uh facets of these uh, activities are waiting for you somewhere around the corner in this uh uh new chapter and uh dancer the dancer is a dancer forever <laughs> yes you said it yeah i cannot take it out of me even if i want to and i just enjoy the music i don't know it's part of me now And I, my two husband, I, I married two times and my first husband was Lebanese and this one is Lebanese, Jordania. So it's part of my life and my son is like, you know, now it's part of my life. So even if I don't want, I will keep, keep it in my life. So mm. yeah, it's part of my life and I feel in love with it all the time. That's why. Thank you for listening everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if so, do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends. It takes few seconds, costs you nothing, but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future. You can tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. 
Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimming, keep dancing, and I will see you soon. Thank you.